This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. On Sunday, November 21st at 3.30 p.m. at the new Sandra Levine Theater at Queen's University of Charlotte, the Beckler Ensemble performs a concert of Beatles tunes arranged as chamber music. Joining me via Zoom to talk about the program are cellist Tanya Beckler and the arranger of the works, Adam Watkins. Welcome, Tanya and Adam. Thank you so much, Frank, for having us. We're excited to be here. Tanya, I want to start with you, and you and I have spoken before about your appreciation of popular music as well as classical music. Why do you think a program like this one, focused on the Beatles specifically, is worthwhile for the Beckler Ensemble and for audiences to come out and see it? Well, we typically have not done strictly classical concerts. Beckler Ensemble has always done a little bit something different. We definitely do mix it up, specifically because we would like for all kinds of people to enjoy the music, not just those that love classical music. So of course the Beatles, everybody knows the Beatles, it's such an iconic band. I knew that we couldn't go wrong with that. I love the Beatles, I love their messages, they're fun. And to hear them in a setting with classical instruments, string quartet, we have a guitar as well for a couple of the songs. I just thought that would be so interesting and fun for people to hear. Adam, what is your background as far as the Beatles are concerned? Uh, Was this music part of your growing up, as it was for me and I think probably a lot of our listeners to uh, to WDAV? Or did you become aware of it maybe in a different way? I'm sure I heard songs um, before second grade. I say second grade because I remember being down the street at a friend's house and she, her mom had the Rubber Soul album and she put it on the record player and I probably, I, I was familiar with those songs on the radio, but that there was a bit of magic there, you know, discovering uh, those songs on a record player. You know, the fascination of their sound and their lyrics and their tone and the whole Beatles experience in whatever phase you listen to them, uh, it captured me and uh, I was fascinated. Tanya, as a performer, what's it like to play this very uh, familiar music and these new settings? Well, it's a lot of fun. Adam did a fantastic job of arranging not just exactly what the Beatles did, but he put his own spin to it. Uh, it's exciting, like the song Imagine. The cello gets to start out with sort of a little bit of an improvisational pizzicato tune. Adam was explaining as if John Lennon was trying to find the notes for the song. And at first I was like, what is this, Adam? You know, when he explained it to me and it's, uh, yeah, it's just really refreshing to play songs we know, but in a very different way. That provides a perfect transition into some questions I wanted to ask Adam about the arrangements, uh, because one of the things that uh, that occurs to me listening to these uh, arrangements, Adam, is, um, for lack of a better word, how much integrity they have. You know, this doesn't sound like Muzak or, or easy listening or any of those things that as a teenager I might have cringed at at the time. Instead, it sounds as if it was written for this uh, combination of instruments. Um, we, we almost forget about the original settings of these as pop songs and hear them in this fresh new way. At least that was my experience with it. So I wanted to ask you as an arranger how you approached uh, some of these songs. 
Imagine was one of them, and Tanya described the the beginning of that. What else was going through your mind in that uh, uh, setting of Imagine? Yeah, she. I'm glad she remembers that conversation. I wanted to express this concept of clearly has big ideas in the text. You know, it's this big utopian concept. And I just thought of, you know, as a composer, songwriter, when do you get to have the lightning bolt moment of things coming to you and you saying them, writing them down on a napkin or whatever. And I thought, what if I could somehow depict in the performance of this, in this arrangement of, of that apex of John getting in his idea. So, you know, it's very rubato and it's on pizzicato on cello. It's very bare and raw. And out of that, there's this kind of crescendo of the other instruments and something that's more structural and the, the time starts and there's this flow. One thing I'm glad you felt that there was authenticity to the original because I really took down how Paul or John or George sang their melodies. I didn't transcribe it from a published piece. I listened. So the melodies, while the harmony might spin a little bit, the melodies were true to how they sang it. wanted to give this a lot of weight and um, I'm so glad that it, it reads. It definitely does. Yeah, it's very difficult to actually play the way they mm-hmm. sing. So, you know, it was, it was tricky for him to do that. It would be for anybody. And so we as players were able to also, we know the songs, so we, we knew what, how you wanted that to, to sound. And then the idea of getting off the page and just knowing what it's supposed to be, that's the next step of, you know, kind of this expertise. And can I say one mm. more thing about the song Imagine? Mm. The very last two notes, mm. we, we resolve it from a B to a C, and we're all together playing that C. And, you know, it ends that the world will be as one. So I thought he did such a beautiful job getting us all to the same note at the end. Yeah, the word painting from the harmony can match the invisible text that we all know and are familiar with. And then we believe in it. You know, it gives a foundation for why I'm orchestrating it or creating that harmony that way, if, if the lyric is tense or not or dissonant or consonant. And so those are real gems for us when we're in the trenches making a thousand decisions. We have to need to hang our hat on something. Tanya, it strikes me hearing Adam talk about the collaborative process 
that uh, this is something that I hadn't necessarily anticipated, that uh, you would have a role working with the arranger in terms of how uh, these arrangements turned out. I think most people have the expectation that uh, classically trained musicians are just going to come in with a score that they've maybe studied and, and practiced, but they're basically, uh, it's all been arranged ahead of time or, or determined ahead of time. Is that a commonplace with your work with the Beckler Ensemble? Do you generally work that way? No, I mean, usually we play exactly what's on the score. And Adam was very gracious that he allowed us to make um, some, you know, minor suggestions, like maybe we take it up an octave here or, um, but we we stayed, you know, pretty close to the way he arranged it, but, but he was open for us to make suggestions and he was just open to that, so. Adam, let's talk about a couple of other selections that'll be on the program on November 21st at the Sandra Levine Theater at Queen's University of Charlotte. How about Blackbird? What was your starting point for uh, adapting that song into this uh, uh, string quartet format? Well, admittedly, there's a few songs that I've written kind of new material to set up the songs. This one definitely has that in an introduction. Just a few years ago, I read the auspice or the modus operandi that Paul was interested in gifting the African-American woman during the civil rights movement with this song, which then makes the text just leap. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you know, there's just so much emotion that could come over you because there's a marriage of what his intent was. So in that intro, it's a little bit dissonant in the beginning. And I really wanted to kind of typify this struggle. Musically, I think you can definitely hear this austere, um, mysterious, even dissonant introduction that kind of sets you up for Paul singing Blackbird in the Dead of Night. Uh, You know, and the pizzicato comes in just like the original guitar part. Well, the cello's got a nice introduction for that. Yeah, you, I think you start off and then the other voices come in, you know, and, and kind of weave in and out. Uh, and then finally it comes to this resolved setup. And I felt like that was like the breath for Paul to come out and say, okay, this is the moment. Let's move forward from here. What What's the next step, you know? Let's transition to uh, the the final song I'm going to ask you to be specific about, uh, although there are many others on the program I'm sure you could talk about, uh, and that's uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, which is one of the selections that also features uh, Tanya's husband and our good friend here at WDAV, uh, guitarist Bob Texera. So 
how did you approach this song with guitar in the title and then working the guitar in in a, a, a logical way to this, uh, uh, I guess you might call it guitar quintet format? Right. I referenced this with a more orchestral recording. And so there was a lot of heavy string accompaniment in that original. And I'd like to say that I didn't stray too much from that. other songs that I have and put new harmonies in one. And this one, I was like, well, there's kind of some strong givens. And I think I'm going to just, I'm going to be a little bit more straightforward here. I think at the end, there's some riffs that Bob came up with and that I was like, if you know, here's an idea of you come some come something some better than if it sounds good, it is good. And you know, and that's always great. Tanya, what is uh, a particular uh, selection in the uh, program that you look forward to playing? Uh, obviously, you're excited about presenting all of these works, but is there a particular one that really uh, gives you a lot of satisfaction to perform? Well, actually, those three, I picked them not just because I love to play them, but because of the message that is behind all three of them. I have a final question for both of you. Uh, as a result of this experience and working so closely on it, uh, what have you learned about uh, the Beatles and the appeal of their music? Did you get any insight into what makes this music so enduring and so uh, uh, lasting in terms of its appeal? Well, there's many messages. It touches on philosophy, on politics, mm. relationships between a man and a woman, between friends. So I just love all the complexities, how that all comes together. It's like a full spectrum of life. And, you know, we picked the title, Imagine a World of Harmony, based, of course, on the song Imagine, because right now, as we all know, it's, it's not a world of harmony. So that, I would say, probably is, it is my favorite song because of that message that if we can imagine a different world, what would that look like? What would it sound like? And um, for have a, a better future, we can create a better now, then, then that will create a better future. And that kind of brings me to um, why I dedicate my concerts to um, horror transport youth movement, because that has uh, had a powerful effect on myself. So I, it has a powerful effect on me. It can have the same on anybody really. Um, and also, I'm very grateful to my father, Andreas Beckler, who sponsored the arrangements 
musicians who took on the entire project. How about you, uh, Adam? What are your thoughts about what you might have uh, learned from working on this as far as the, the Beatles' power and appeal? Well, it's a prolific body of work, and the repertoire is so eclectic, and they could write a dang melody. Despite their growth in you know, complexity of harmony and whatnot, they could just write great melodies. And that goes so far not only that, but like the genres that they wrote in. There's a reason that Billy Joel stopped playing or composing, and one of them was, well, I did as, the, as many records as the Beatles did. And I thought, I don't know how much more to give, which is an homage, obviously, to the Beatles and how much genre they cover in great melody writing. And obviously, the, the context and the, the lyrics of the tunes, as Tanya said, are, are just uh, gems. My guests have been cellist Tanya Beckler and arranger Adam Watkins on Sunday, November 21st at 3.30 p.m. at the Sandra Levine Theater at Queen's University of Charlotte. The Beckler Ensemble performs a concert of Beatles tunes arranged as chamber music by Adam. And you can get more information at the Piedmont Arts page at wdav.org slash subscribe. Thanks, Tanya and Adam, for speaking with me. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us, Frank. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez.